Hi guys, my name is Tashoy. And my name is Natasha. And welcome, welcome to, to His Word. word. Yeah. We are here to bring you His Word through testimonies. And His Word is here to encourage, uplift, inspire, help, believe, and to trust. So what is a testimony, you may ask? I'll let you know. A testimony is a testament of what God is doing in your life. It is powerful to share your testimony and it will help other people who are going through the exact same thing. So guys, please remember to hear his word, speak his word, and share his word. His His word word is God's word. Hi guys, welcome back to our episode on Testimony Tuesdays. This episode is about faith and we just want to pray that, you know, everyone's able to be impacted by our podcast and is able to understand the importance of faith. Faith is a hard thing to, well for me anyway, it's difficult to define, but it's not impossible. When I first started church, my pastor would always say, have faith, like, have faith, have faith. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is faith? I have no idea what faith is. And I know that I'm not the only person who thinks, okay, how am I supposed to show that I have faith? How am I supposed to exercise this faith? I do understand what you're saying because I feel like faith is having complete trust or confidence in someone. So we need to have that strong belief and confidence in God. Our anchor scripture for this episode is Hebrews 5, 5. You are my son and today I have become your father. So for me, if God says that today you have become my child, then you need to believe that, you know what? God said I'm his child. So just imagine God did so much for Jesus and Jesus was his only child. So for God to say that we are also his children, that is a great opportunity. And if you don't believe in that, if you don't have trust and confidence and have faith in that, then you're not going to be able to depend on God. 100%. Do you know what to show? You're actually onto like a good point because faith is important because it allows you to believe and to trust in God and his promises. You know, the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Let me repeat that. We walk by faith and not by sight. Why are you seeing things in the natural? Why are you trying to see things in the natural? You need to see things in the supernatural. Sometimes things are not seen. Sometimes, you know, God is working and you can't really see it, but he's still working. 100%. 100%. I have an, I have this very important point that I need you all to understand, yeah? I'm going to tell you this story, right? So this is not about the environment, but simply an analogy for all of you to understand and to think about. I'm sure a lot of you have heard about a bamboo tree, but you're not aware of the intricacies of a bamboo tree. Now, a farmer is planting a bamboo seed, yeah? Now, he's planted the seed and he's watering this seed for over three years now. The seed is not growing. The seed is not growing. A month goes by, it's not growing. A year goes by, it's not growing. Obviously, for me personally, if I was watering a tree for a long time and I can't see anything, I would obviously think, you know what? I'm tired of watering this tree because this tree ain't going anywhere. It's not going anywhere, understand? However, if you continue to water the tree, you are able to learn about this tree. You're able to see, you know what? I know how the plant grows. I know how long it takes to grow. I know what temperatures is best for this plant to grow, understand? So now after three years, yeah, a bamboo tree is stagnant. But the moment it reaches three years, it shoots up. And you will not believe, it will shoot up and it will grow at a fast rate, yeah? Now the 
Bamboo is one of the most versatile of plants and it's even, it's a very strong plant. Sometimes people even use it in construction industry because it's stronger than steel. Now, I'm not here to preach to you about a tree, yeah? You need to understand that in those three years of stagnancy, the farmer could not see growth. However, although he could not see growth, growth was still happening to show come on now growth was still happening you know a lot of the times yeah people are praying and they're praying and they're praying and they're praying and they're praying and they can't see anything happening in their lives but god is always working he is always working it may take time yet yeah, and it may not be right now you may be in your um, season of waiting and your season of preparation but you need to understand that god is still working and when he's done working oh my god you will see a change because the moment that tree was able to shoot up it grew faster than ever and the farmer was able to see that you know what the fact that he took that step is always a step towards growth so do not be hard on yourself take that stance take that first step and you will see that you know what at the end of the day although i may not see a change right now i will see it eventually and that is the most important thing about faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen hebrews 11 1 so basically i just wanted to tap into what natasha was saying i just wanted to quote a scripture that is shows that if you have faith then things can be possible for you 100. so in mark 11 verse 23 it says for assuredly i say to you whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believe that those things he sees will be done. He will have whatever he says. Amen. So Amen. Jesus is saying, if you're not doubting, if you're believing that, you know, this situation I'm going through, I can get through it. If you believe it with all your heart, then whatever you say, it can be done. And it all comes down to what you say. Are you speaking? Are you bringing that manifestation into your life? Mm -hmm. Because Jesus is saying, all you have to do is have faith. Jesus is saying, and does not doubt in his heart. So when you start doubting, that is when you start to fail. When you start doubting, that is when you start to sink. Because Jesus is saying that you can move a mountain. A mountain. Have you guys seen a mountain? That's a big mountain. You know? But he's saying if you speak, yes. if you speak that faith into okay. it, and you're saying, you know what? I know that this situation I'm going through, it's a bit tricky, but I know that next time, this time next year, I will not be in the same situation. It's true. You are able to overcome it. You are able to rise above it. So yeah. what are you going to do about it? Are you going to have faith in your situation? Or are you going to sit there and think, okay, you know what? I, I do don't that. know if I can do this. You're degrading yourself and you're making yourself fall into the failure. You're making yourself fall into the hands of the enemy. You need to rise up today and you need to take a stand. You need to take dominion over your life. Because if you continue to live like this, look what's happening right now. Coronavirus is everywhere. People are dying. What are you going to do to say, you know what, during this time of lockdown, I did something productive to make sure that I was going to build myself up for the future, for my children's children. Amen, it's so true. And it, you know, people have to understand, yeah, that progress is when you start praying. Progress is when you first have faith and when you first think about having faith. So again, guys, to just, you know, repeat that, you know, just take a stance, make a change in your life and then see what will happen. We are actually on fire today. I don't even know why, but I feel, I feel like <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Like every time we come on this podcast, we pray, you know, we pray and, and God speaks to us. And he said that there's someone out there who needs to have faith. There is a person out there that needs to overcome their current situation, you know, break that chain, you know, overcome that situation and know that he is your father. 
Her next question is, what does the um, Bible say about faith? Now, when the Bible repeats a certain message, it's important for you to really understand and see the importance of that, you know? The Bible says in Mark eleven twenty two and Luke 17, 6, it says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, like I'm not sure if any of you have seen mustard seed, but it's really, really small. And what it's trying to explain to you is that you don't have to have an abundance of faith, you know? It all starts off with the small ounce of faith in which you have, and that can really do damage. Like that could really change your life. I'm just going to finish off the scripture Natasha was reading, Luke 17, verse 6. You can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea and it would obey you. So mustard seed is very small, but a tree is very big. So I don't know what else to tell you guys. You are able to do wonders just by you having faith. 100%. So this um, episode is based on faith, as I already said. And the um, person who's here has opted to be anonymous. So for the purpose of this podcast, we have decided decided to call him Francis. So hello Francis, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Okay, so Francis, would you like to tell us your testimony today? Yeah, um, okay, so hi everyone listening. My name is Francis, as we've all established. Um, so I just, of course, it's not like always a very comfortable thing, but I feel like it's very important for me to share my testimony today because I feel like it would really impact someone. I feel like if I'm able to to be able to touch just one person with my testimony, then it's going to be, you know, worth it. Uh, so today I've chosen to come and basically share my testimony. It's quite a sensitive part of my life. I don't know how many people, you know, that are listening to this that may be in a similar situation, but I know that there are definitely a lot of people, uh, even in the UK today, who are in a similar situation. So um, cutting the long story short, really, um, what my testimony is about is that I used to be an illegal immigrant and obviously the words I used to be is already a testimony in itself because I'm no longer an illegal immigrant. But yeah, so just giving you guys a bit of a background, it was about, it was when I was 11, so I was 11 years old, I obviously came into the UK with my, with my mother, my brother and my sister and we were really, really ill-informed. Uh, so we came obviously into the UK in search of a better life, but we didn't really come in the right way. Um, yeah, so we didn't come in the right way. And back then, you know, I was 11, so I didn't really know what was really going on. I didn't really even realize what the words illegal immigrant meant. Um, I just was, to me, it was just like a holiday. It was just like, I just came to a new, to a new land, you know, and it was the first time I saw a white person. I always make this joke, but yeah, um, it's a new land. It's really exciting. You know, in Nigeria, it was really, really hot, really humid, whereas here it was really cold. And I just, in my mind and in any child's mind, when you bring them to travel from Africa to this part of the world, they, they kind of associate this place with a lot of positivity and they see a lot of positive things, you know? And obviously, I've grown in this environment, and right now I'm 23, so I've, I've been in the UK for quite a long time. And I mean, as an 11-year-old, like, I'm not coming to steal anyone's job, like, <laughs> really and truly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just carrying on the story, obviously, we were here, 
Um, and then we, we had this really helpful guy that was, that was helping us for a long time. Um, so God just has a way of things, things working. Um, in my church, there's this thing that they say that whenever you look in your life and you have a lot of trials, um, you look in your life and then it's always this little blessing, like this little positive thing that you can hold on to, which makes you know that God is still there. Like even during my trials, even during my struggles, there was always these little little things that happen that makes me realize that God is still with me. For example, uh, when I was, obviously, when I was uh, in my situation, um, there was a time where I couldn't work. You know, I had finished A-levels, but I could not go to university. So, of course, when people don't go to university, what they want to do is they want to work. But I couldn't work. Um, so in this time, my church pastor actually employed me and paid me. Um, even though it was minimum wage, you know, it was still, I was not paying, you know, I wasn't losing any money. I was gaining, I was gaining a lot from it. And that's what I'm talking about when I say little blessings. Um, and I hope that made sense what the way I said it. So anyway, when I was growing up, when I was in secondary school, I didn't even realize my status. I realized anything. I was just living life. You know, I'm in the UK, a really nice country. Um, I'm in school. School was amazing and then I just the day when I started to realize what was happening was when I came home to my mom with a letter um, and it was a school trip letter and you know I came home really excited like oh mom I want to go on this trip but then she said I couldn't go and I was like why you know and I, I couldn't really understand why and it was a trip to France by the way um, and, I could, and I still haven't been to France, I should go soon. So it was a trip to France and I couldn't go that time and I, I didn't really understand why, but that was the foundation of me beginning to understand, you know, my situation in the United Kingdom. And then even my little brother didn't understand for very long after that. Like he, he would also come home with like school trip letters and things like that. But during all this time, you know, it was it was okay all throughout the secondary school period because our education wasn't really interrupted, um, if you know if you know what I mean. But do you feel like you've been left out in not going on trips because obviously trips is also giving you additional learning? Yeah, I mean to an extent I was left out, but um, again, what I was saying about the little blessings, I could actually go to Wales um, because we drove to Wales. That was some uh, a way that I used to find like I could travel because Wales I didn't really need you know like passports stuff, and yeah. stuff like that so I actually went to Wales one time that was fun <laughs> <laughs> that's great to hear yeah um obviously like as I was just saying throughout secondary school it was fine because there was a lot of distractions I actually used to focus a lot on my um on my studies so to speak so I used to really like science i still like science i'm doing a degree in science but yeah i like science i like maths so i used to focus on that and it used to take my mind off things and growing up as well i actually was very involved in church like i used to go to church every wednesday every sunday um my pastor used to call me a little pastor so <laughs> i used to find solace in god I, I love worship i feel the presence of god really strongly with me um, so that took me for a very, very long time. And it's still what takes me, keeps me going today. Um, but as I was saying, after that, obviously there was sixth form. Sixth form, things started to get a little bit more downhill because, you know, there was a lot more challenges in my life in terms of just mentally. Like I started to get to a very, very dark place. Um, just a really dark place where I started to 
disbelief in heaven like i wouldn't go to heaven like god doesn't love me like i didn't see myself as a perfect person and also i was struggling at the time with certain sin right which every time when i fell into this sin like i'll just get this backwash of this voice from the devil saying how god would never forgive me and how i was in this really dark place so all this coupled with my situation it was just a really terrible place to be um but as i was saying all in all like i would always find encouragement from somewhere and this is because god never ever left me um how are you aware of that then how are you aware that he was there with you because for a lot of people right they experience all these things and they feel like oh my god god isn't here with me but how were you aware that he was there you know holding your hand and helping you through this trying time hmm. i think with me it was like it was always showing me it's just used to you know if you want someone to know that you're there like you would want to give them a sign that you're there and i yeah. feel like god was always trying to give me a sign that i shouldn't worry and that he's here with me mm-hmm. um so i'll just give two examples of the signs he gave the first one and this time actually i basically just did something really really bad that i shouldn't have done and then my back was really hurting for some reason i don't know why but it was really really painful and then i just put my hands on my back and I prayed to God. I said, God, you know what? I just sinned and I know that I should not, that you should not hear me right now, but my back is hurting. And I prayed to God. I said, God, please heal me. And instantly, I kid you not, my back stopped hurting. And that was, that was something, you know, that was definitely something that says that God is there. Mm -hmm. And I remember another instance as well. I was just in a very, very dark place. And for some reason, I just picked up my Bible and I turned it to a page just a random page and then on that page i saw the words that you are my son and today i've become you know i've become your father mm-hmm. and that was just god speaking to me i i find that true words like in the bible god speaks to me as well so these are just the little things so i just want to encourage someone that if no matter what you're going through you should always know that god is there with you 100 percent, and i feel like god is able to speak to us in all kinds of ways like for me personally anytime that I pray I'm actually able to hear him like a voice always comes in my mind and that's how he's able to speak to me and even sometimes as well I may have like a um, dream about something that I've been praying about and for me it's him answering all my prayers telling me what I need to do there's always signs that he will show that he's there do you know what I mean like exactly with the bible thing as well I see myself a lot of times where if I'm going through something because I have um, scriptures on the screen of my phone me going around my day and randomly a verse will come up and it will be linked to what I'm going through, mm. be linked to what I'm feeling. I'll be like, okay, this is not by coincidence. This scripture has come up for a reason. Mm. I also feel like it has something to do with you and having that relationship with God. If you don't have that relationship with God, because remember when he came into the country, and from then his past has been mentoring him and, and guiding him to be able to grow closer with God. So as you draw closer to God, God's able to reveal himself to you. But even with that as well, if you're not even a Christian, God will always show you signs. Like if you're going into a relationship, there will be signs that this person is not for you. Do you know what I mean? Like if you want to go somewhere, like if you're going to go on a trip, yeah, yeah something will always show you signs. Say you go to the airport and you're going on a journey and the plane has been declined or it's been cancelled altogether. That's a sign you're not supposed to go. But yeah. because you're so eager to go, you decided to take another route. And when you end up taking another route, you realise that it's the worst weekend you've ever had. That's because you wasn't supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You wasn't obedient. There was, there's always signs somewhere. Do you understand? It's true. Okay. Um, so just just trying to continue with my story. Um, so in this in this obviously in this situation there were loads of tears, uh, like tears. I mean, like crying. Like 
Um, so I've cried a lot. There have been times where I've just broken down. Um, and after my A-levels as well was another really trying period. So after my A-levels, I actually took like a life-giving gap year. Like <laughs> I had to take a gap year because I couldn't I go to... It. it was like four years. Wow. So I couldn't go to uni. Um, four years is a long time not to go to uni. So how did you manage knowing that you were so determined to go at the beginning? Yeah, so the first thing was actually, I think for the first two years, I was trying to go. Like I was trying to find to find ways avenues to go in but was you not discouraged not to go anymore after the four years i wasn't i wasn't discouraged i think i'm just someone who is not easily easily discouraged if you know what i mean but that being said it wasn't easy um it wasn't easy and i think definitely my pastor my mom and prayers have helped in bringing me back like obviously i came to university after four years a lot of people would have just been like you know what forget it i'm not going anymore um, but definitely like encouragement from people definitely help um, but as I was saying there were loads of tears like me trying to go to uni and then when it gets to the I was fine in terms of my grades I didn't get the highest grades but I got enough to get to a, you know to a decent degree um, and then yeah so I got enough grades to get to a decent degree so it wasn't my grades it was definitely my papers because the only time where they would stop my application was when I got to the point of my papers i was actually also meant to go to canada at one point but when it got to the point of my papers i couldn't go anymore um so just things like that and after a while it just gets very very discouraging and you just and your life definitely stops it's just like your life becomes stagnant because when you um have friends like group of friends that finished a level and then three years on everyone's graduated and you're just there do you know what i mean you're there you can't work you can't travel you can't do anything but your friends are graduating your friends are getting good jobs they're finishing their masters and you're just there if you know what i mean so it was a really really dark time mm. um yeah so there were loads of tears there was just um and then there was a lot of fear of the police as well which is quite normal you everything every time you see a police you just think that they're coming for you so there was that um you know and my mom would be like oh don't come late don't come home late kind of thing mm. Um, because you know things could happen but yeah just that really so how have you been able to overcome this whole thing because obviously at the start you're about how you've overcome this so how were you able to overcome it like what happened do you mean the situation yeah okay so um, of course this is a testimony so um, I don't believe that this is not a miracle I believe that it is a miracle still learning English um, <laughs> yeah so I believe that this is a miracle um, because the way it happened was just crazy um, of course, like having friends, they used to come to my family and they used to encourage us and say, oh, you guys need to get a lawyer. Um, you guys don't need some people will come and say, oh, you don't need a lawyer. You can just apply by yourself. When we went secondary school, we actually applied once and then we got refused. That's because we basically got a really terrible lawyer who just wanted our money kind of thing. Um, and then the second time we um, the second time we applied, you know, I got refused first and I was 18. I was over 18, but what they were basically saying was that you could, you're an adult, so you can basically go to Nigeria and live your life and, you know, you can live as an adult and be fine kind of thing. But that really, that really broke me because there was, there was really nobody I'd be going to, if you know what I mean. It was just like a world by myself and it was crazy. Um, 
and then after that they basically refused the rest of my family so like it was a very dark time and the thing with applications as well is very very expensive like imagine a family that are not really able to work and then you're getting all this you you get your money to get this money together and then you apply and then they just refuse you and then all the money is basically gone so you when you think like that you start to imagine like how much of a how much of a challenge this is um but anyways so what happened is we obviously went to a lawyer again we tried it again after so i think it was three times that we tried but the third time we you know we went to the lawyer you know she sorted everything out in terms of applications and stuff um and obviously we carried on praying because my family obviously were christians and we don't believe that it was we could do anything with our own power because we're very very powerless um so we just carried on praying carried on praying and the funny thing about this season as well is that i was in a in a state where i was in my i call it my waiting season i wasn't doing anything that i wasn't supposed to be doing in a sense so like obviously i had like a besetting sin i had something i used to do that i shouldn't do but during the season i wasn't doing it and i didn't know why but i was just like i was just still i was still i was enjoying life just doing what my what my mom um yeah i'm a very loyal loyal guy to my mom but i used to just be there for my mom be there for my family and just basically do what's right go to church um and i was in the choir at church as well yeah um and then it was just one morning and then my mom i was sleeping i was sleeping because you can have multiple lions when you're you know in that situation but i was sleeping and then my mom just called me and i thought she was going to send me to go do something you know nigerian family and then i just got out of bed all grumpy and she was like oh come and listen to the lawyer because i don't know what she's saying and then the lawyer basically just she told me that you know my whole family has been granted you know their stay and I was just like, what? Like, I didn't even realize because I came from, I came from like a sleepy with a sleepy face down to speak to the lawyer. I wasn't expecting it, and she was like, yeah, your whole family's been granted stay. And I kid you not, like the kind of tears that my mom was in, it was like, it was just amazing. If you think about a really really bad situation, how someone cries when something bad has happened, but you then turn it into a positive sense. That's the same. So the tears of joy are very similar to the tears of sorrow, but in the opposite di- dimension. If you know what I mean, yeah. that's the best way I can explain it. But yeah, my yeah my mom was in tears. My brother was just you know, confused. Everyone was just confused. But that's the power of a testimony. It's like you can't explain it. And then when you start to look at the reason why, like we've been granted even the stay, like you can't you can't even understand. Like the reason they give is not matching anything it just doesn't make sense which is where god comes in that god's ways are not our ways and when he does something you can't really explain it if you know what i mean yeah. so that is my testimony wow so and again part of my testimony before i didn't have any money because i couldn't work now i don't know how to manage my money so that's that's a testimony in itself all right francis so is there any advice in which you would give to um a person out there who is currently experiencing what you've experienced or a person who has been praying for a long time but hasn't really heard anything from God hasn't really had any signs from God like of course it's, it's a hard time like praying about something and not really having an answer for it so is there any advice in which you would give to that person okay so 
it was a really, as I said, it was a really tough time. Um, and I want, I want to give this, I want to give this advice uh, in a sense, like not just for people who are going through a situation similar to what I was going through, but also, you know, just any unpleasant situation you might be going through. The first thing I would say is just hold on to God and don't, don't be in a place where you, where you serve God just so he can take you out of the situation, be in a place where you serve God just for the sake of serving God, to be fair, because I feel like if you serve him because of a case of your situation, then when he does it, you're just going to leave him anyways. But if you serve him because you love him or yeah, because you love him, you know what, you're always going to be there even after he does it. And I think that's very, very important. And another thing is I think you should, um, you should always be prayerful, you know, always pray because I think that helped my family was prayers, you know, like my mom was always fasting all the time. She, she was like, she, she's fasting just become a regular thing now for her. I tried to fast as well as much as I could. So that's one of the main advice that I could give. And then also I want to advise against you trying to do things by your own power, in a sense. Going to a lawyer and asking for advice is fine, but in a way, some people try to do things in a wrong sense. Like people try to go and marry someone or pretend to love someone and get married so that they can use them for their papers. You know, that also goes against what God says. Um, so I wouldn't really say go down that route. I would say definitely trust in God and he will come for you. And I just want to put this other thing there. I just want to encourage every single one that's listening to me that is a human being. Um, because, you know, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This means that God gave himself for us. He gave himself for us. He gave his son for us. Um, and I have this analogy that if I was the best painter in the world and I wanted to make something, I'm not going to create a painting that doesn't make sense, that's mediocre. If I was going to invent something, I would put, you know, all value into it. You know, if I, if I came to you and I showed you something and it had no value, you'd just be like, what's that? Do you know what I mean? But if I came to you and I show you something with a lot of value, then of course you you would appreciate it. So why would God spend time creating a human being that's worth nothing? It doesn't make sense. Why would the almighty God, someone with so much power, spend time making you if you're worth nothing? So what that means, because you're a human being and God has spent time making you, it means that you're a very valuable asset. It means that you are you're important and the analogy i was going to say is if you look at the stars in the sky and this was used by a minister in my church you used to look at the stars in the sky and every single one of them is shining but not one star stops the other one from shining um and my geography teacher told me something he said the darker the night the brighter the star so the darker your situation the brighter you can shine i hope that makes sense makes a lot of sense Thank you so much, Francis, for coming on to our fourth episode on faith. We are so grateful and privileged to have heard your testimony. We are aware that, you know what, it wasn't an easy thing to talk about. It wasn't, it was, it was a very sensitive topic and we appreciate that you came out and you took the time to record with us um, in this time of pandemic. Um, we just want people to understand that our testimonies on this podcast 
they are there to help and inspire you but we also want to pray that you know these testimonies are an avenue for God to come and intercede on to intercede in someone's life that is an avenue to heal people to break chains to make a way and we just want to pray that you know um this avenue serves its purpose and it reaches as many people as possible so please guys share our um testimony please you know bike us on instagram follow us on instagram share your comments like what do you think about these testimonies you know do you have a testimony to share we want to impact as many people as possible and to help as many people as possible like this is a place where god has chosen us to make a way for others thank you for all those who have come onto our podcast to listen to us today i just wanted to also add that please do not discriminate against those who are coming onto our platform to share their testimony every testimony is very sensitive and it's very hard to touch upon so we just want to say please just respect those who are coming on our platform to share their story also, if you would like to be prayed for over situations that's going on in your life, please send us a DM and please also send us an email at hisgodlyword at gmail.com. Guys, we also have some very exciting news. We have created a praise and worship playlist on Spotify. Yes, guys. So how you find it is on Spotify, you type his word colon praise or his word colon worship there's two different playlists just for you guys to listen to if you're finding difficulty please go to our instagram page his w dot o r d and sister natasia has screenshotted on our feed how you can locate the praise and worship and i believe that somebody's about to enjoy their praise and worship today amen 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 and guys please remember his word is god's word hey his word is god's word hello his word is god's word